Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about horse ribbons, burning trees, and is it hook? Is it not hook? It's such a mystery, except it's not because it's very obvious who it is. I'm Beth Elderkin. I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? Great. I'm doing good. I've moved into watching co- movies that I've watched before to lessen my anxiety, and I'm currently halfway through The Fault in Our Stars. That's where I'm at. Yes. It's good to find things to take comfort in in these times. I just finished a watch of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. No Leia spoilers. was a treasure. No I, I, I need to protect her with my soul. I'm not going to spoil anything, I promise. Good. I'm trying I, to get through. We have just started. My baby dragon and I have just started watching, starting at episode one, the Star Wars trilogies. Uh, and so I am saving my finishing of the Obi-Wan series. I have two episodes left. I'm waiting until we're finished with episode three, uh, which we have just started. I didn't realize how much uh, conversations I would have to have with him about intergalactic trade laws and and uh government red tape and bureaucratic nonsense and the creeping rise of fascism with very bad acting (sighs) it's it's great it's fun it's It's amazing it's like it's fine hand wave hand wave hand wave (laughs) so as we mentioned in last week at at the preamble for last week's episode and again if you skipped it we completely understand yes because it was a difficult subject in a very difficult time. Um, things suck. They're not great. But in these hard times, there's a couple things we can do. We can find comfort in the things that make us feel good. In this case, talking about a fantasy show called Once Upon a Time. And doing what you can to be supportive in whatever way works best for you. Uh, What we've done is we donated a month of our Patreon proceeds to the National Network of Abortion Funds. Definitely recommend giving them a follow on Twitter and, you know, checking out their actions and get involved in your community. If that's something that you want to do, I'm getting involved with some PACs and um, some congressional um, state and local uh, candidacies here in North Carolina, um, because that is something I can do to help myself move forward in something that's very challenging um so abby anything you want to share before well, we, i'm trapped before in, we i'm going? trapped in ohio i'm in a very specific kind of hill uh i mean just guys just reach out to the to things exist already uh we don't have to make mm-hmm. up networks networks exist uh reach out to those uh the people that are already doing the legwork and know how to take on the brunt of things uh we don't have to be the main character in the story you can be the supportive quirky best friend uh just do what you can uh and you know what guys self-care is also important it's it's, doom scrolling sucks get a drink of water uh to listen to today's episode kick up your feet uh we're gonna have some fun in light of this because frankly beth and i both need this we both need to talk about literally anything else we we need this a lot we need season four episode 15 enter the dragon get your water if you're so inclined, get yourself that shot because we're heading, hitting the town in our car, maybe going to die in front of a train. That's not me talking. That's the show. I did not. That was not me. That was the There's series. a lot of, yeah, this, I, I was confused by the shot. Uh, but also, yeah, just if you're going to get your shot that you're so inclined to have, make sure it's not, uh, make sure it's not too high of a proof or the burning tree will simply set it aflame. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I've got my, uh, my rosé bubbles. Uh, that I got from Le Costco. Oh, she's even got like, she's got the old, like the, it's like the 20s glass where the bubbles mm-hmm. are like 
because it's like spread out. I don't know how to explain it. It's like the very fancy Jay Gatsby kind of thing. Like I feel like she's going to toast me with fireworks and a green light behind her. This is the coupe glass, which was the old school version of a a, a sparkling or champagne glass. But something about the bubbles. There's a bubble problem. So they went to champagne flutes. I don't remember. They said it kind of in the newsroom and I forgot. I'm drinking. I think it's just a pink Moscato. So also bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, pink pink bubbles today for Beth and Abby while we talk about uh, a strange episode, but I was happy it was not the episode I thought it was. Yes, because the ladies are hitting the town and uh, the ladies who tavern are well just following behind uh, because this is Girls' Night Out. Woo! And we're going to go ahead and, and start with our wonderful Girls' Night Out for a little bit. And then we're going to go into uh, uh, the Regina Maleficent history, which I do want to make a point of. The actress who plays Maleficent said in her canon, her and Regina totally had a thing. Listen, I, re- That's I they read played it. Mm-hmm. I saw that note as well. I was going to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad you did. But I also before I saw the episode before I saw that note, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. It it seems like it's there. Co- it's confusing. I don't know what the age difference is with the two of them um, in canon. You know what I mean? Like, because Regina's still kind of young here, right? I don't remember how young she is. I don't know if we put in ages on things. This was a bit of a mess, and we'll we'll get into that because the w- the way that they present Snow's age versus Regina's age versus her abilities and magic and everything, there's a lot of mess going on here. This is the th- th- yeah, it's, it's timeline a bit- problems in Once Upon a Time. Get out of town. Get all the way out of town. All the way across the town line till you have no powers. Go. You'll, you'll never find it again. So in the previous episode. Just in case you decide to take a mental health break and um, and skip that whole situation. Uh, Regina's going undercover because uh, Snow and Charming have asked her to, although they immediately tell Emma. So I'm not a lot of people know that she's undercover to the point where she's not really undercover anymore. Well, they tell Emma she's undercover, but it was like totally Regina's idea and definitely not Snow's idea for like the terrible, awful thing that she did. They're just like, I don't know. She wanted to go undercover. And we couldn't fight her. I don't know what to tell you. I I love how befuddled Emma is by everything that happens in this episode. Her superpowers are going haywire. Although they've been kind of going haywire forever because they... I don't think they actually exist. At this point, I am convinced that Emma does not have superpowers. She just has her magic, and then she assumes that she knows people and does not know people at all. No. I do like that she kind of has, like, she was lying about that before she, like, embraced her momness because that's a mom lie. Oh, I can <laughs> tell when people are lying. I have eyes in the back of my head. I know everybody in this town. You can't lie to me when you're just like, I sure hope they're not doing anything wrong. Like, you're just praying like that nothing's wrong. He's like, are you lying? I am lying. Ha ha. I guessed, but I was correct. Like, such a mom superpower. It's <laughs> like with a teenage kid, you're just like, I can tell when you're lying. Ah, no. All right. Well, Regina heads into Granny's, uh, which is closed. But you wouldn't know that because our three queens of darkness are chilling and cleaning the house dry of the booze. Uh, you got Ursula, who doesn't do anything again in this episode. And I'm feeling just I know the next week's episode is about her. And I'm hoping that, dear God, she gets something because this is just not working. No. Uh, Cruella in her tight leather pants. And I was like, oh, my God. OK, thank you. I feel I feel slightly better now. And Maleficent in Abby, oh my God, this outfit. I'm in love with this woman. Somewhere between this and her hair, she was, I don't want this to sound like a dig because it's going to sound like a dig. I will start with the the best part, but she seemed like she was going to pull out a Tommy gun at any moment. (laughs) Yes, I loved it. But something about the way her hair was, I, I didn't, from the direct back, I didn't super love the way her hair was. For some reason, mostly because it reminded me of community theater. I I cannot explain it because I also really liked it. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to just tell like a dig, but it had such a, like, community theater gangster vibe to me. But it was so awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's corny. It's a corny ensemble, but she looked so good in it. So I can't be mad. No. It's like I mean, Cruella wearing that giant ass fur. That is a corny outfit, but she looks so good. You just have to love it. Listen, I love a trio of main characters trying to out main character each other. Like, it's just like, <laughs> oh, well, you're going to be wearing a giant fur coat and you're, you're, uh, what's it called with the two dyed hair? Uh, split part hair or something like that. Uh, she's like, I will find, I will wear this absolutely bomb, like, sh- pantsuit gangster thing with my impeccably done uh, retro hair. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Regina tries to convince them very poorly, I might add. She's so bad. She is at no point actually fooling anybody, at least in my mind. She's trying to convince them she's, she's, she's bad to the bone. She's been bad this whole time. She pretended to be good because, like, it's all she could do because everyone else around her was good. How else is she going to get by? She has magic. Okay. And so she says, hey, if you guys are doing, like, evil shit, I want to be a part of it because I'm evil, too. And none of the ladies are buying it for a second. And they're like, you know, fine. If you want to come with us, we're going to go die. You want to come with? Oh. We have to take a shot first, yes. and then you have to, like, super up the ante by then crushing the glass in your hand. I was very concerned by this entire interaction. Yeah, this was... I don't... I guess they're trying to just do shorthand for she's she's needing to do whatever it takes. But, like, them just going to a train track... And waiting for a train and being like, whoever's going to whisk us away with magic wins. Only two of them can do that. I mean, what is Ursula yeah. just going to like tentacle them? What is. And then like apparently Cruella can also make her car drive itself. What do these what can they do? What can these ladies do? I don't know. Also, the fact that uh, <laughs> that Regina's power is purple. I thought Maleficent moved the car so i was very confused this whole thing was so messy because you're right what is what is she gonna do be like stop the train with her tentacles her butt tentacle uh that's very powerful and long or is like is cruella gonna dog breath the engineer in some sort of quantum time slowdown i i didn't how does this prove that you're bad like allowing four people to die like what a weird game of chicken to be playing yeah, this is this is all sorts of weird. And then you also can conflict confound it or what is it? Like compound it, I should say. Yeah. With the mystery of the train. Like this is a Hardy Boys novel. This is a ghost train. H- how is there a train in Storybrook? Where is it uh, coming from? This, this what does the, it do? This is the part of Once Upon a Time where they introduce the boxcar children. <laughs> Or it's like Casey's train, like that weird train with circus animals in Disneyland that no one remembers where it's from. And it's like a, it was a weird P.T. Barnum thing that we don't talk about, but the train still exists. As well, we should not talk about it. Yes. Uh, I, I I don't know. Like, is this just a train that goes through and doesn't see Storybrooke? Like, Regina could do so much, but she couldn't, like, put a big enough town in the on the East Coast that didn't hit a train track. Like... I mean, they they need to get their new cars and outfits at some in some oh. way maybe it's maybe it's the, maybe it's Thunder Mountain Railroad. You know what? I feel like I just I've just figured out how Storybrooke gets its goods and supplies. It's just like it was Regina in the curse. Her Thursday afternoon activity was going to the train track and robbing a train that was passing through town. Just like throwing stuff off. Or it's like Stardew Valley, which, by the way, you got me hooked. Yay! I'm, I'm freaking obsessed. We need to make a town together. <gasps> Who'd you I marry? Playing Did you marry someone? Oh, no. I, I haven't gotten to relationships yet. I'm still okay. in my first year. I just, oh, okay. got, I'm in my first fall. I'm getting my bearings. Doing okay. a little flirting. Okay. Um, But like when the train comes and you go and just things fall off the train. That's I how they it. get their stuff. It's just a I mystery used to think, train. I just, 
this is just like a weird Stardew Valley uh, aside, but I used to think when like you were playing and it was just like a pain, a train passes through Stardew Valley. I thought it was ambiance for the longest time. <laughs> like, what a weird note. And then I was like, oh, you can go collect things. But yes, guys, Stardew Valley, you need a cozy game that's going to get your mind off things. Stardew Valley's the thing. It it's it it is it is what I needed at this time. It it is a treat and it's really good on the Switch. Yes, the Switch is the perfect system to play it on. And if you guys are playing Stardew Valley, I just want to know who you're marrying uh, because I have a, an opinion on who the correct answer is. And I'll just let you guys get there on your own. I'm not going to uh, so, so heavily tell anybody. Anyway, uh, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm feeling either Penny or the guy, the, the sexy writer who lives on the beach. But I'm thinking Penny. Okay. Okay. Well, you just you just keep wooing people. Also, by the way, you can date as many people at once as you want. So you can buy a bunch of bouquets and date everybody in town. <laughs> so just <laughs> FYI, you can be a real messy bitch in Stardew Valley. All right. So so after they survive the train, uh, because Regina Regina loses by saving their lives. <laughs> what a chicken. I know, but it, but it's cool. She's still she's still part of the team because she gets super drunk to the point where she's like massive hungover with 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 Snow and Charming, which I loved how they didn't actually she didn't mention she was hungover during the interaction, but you could tell she was hungover because she shows up at the burned out <laughs> sheriff's car because Maleficent just burns cars. She's like, oh yeah, we did that. It's part of my undercover operation. I'm very I, good at this. I, I just imagine it being that scene in Superbad where they destroy the cop car. Where they're just like shooting guns at it and lighting it on fire and doing donuts in it. Uh, but we don't get to see that scene because we blew the budget on the dragon we see later. So We did. Yes. Even though the dragon looked very bad. Oh, so bad. So bad. Our little uh, yeah, I do like it's like, okay, I need you to prove how bad you are. Okay, well, what are we going to do first? Well, first of all, we're going to play Chicken with a Train, uh, which, by the way, guys, not a game you should play. There's really only one ga- way you win that game, and the winner is the train and a traumatized engineer. Uh, and then it's beating up a cop car because I guess the bad girls <laughs> was going full A cab, and we're just like, yeah, take that cop car. And and drinking and smashing glasses. I don't understand how this proves anything. Um, Doesn't seem like it's a committed to the bit kind of cause. I'd like to also point out that Regina's hair has never looked better. Oh my God. She looked just good this whole episode. I loved her jacket. It almost felt like a play on Rumpel's jacket a little bit. Um, And it it was that very early 2010 style where you had like the... The, the kind of crisscrossing like leather panels kind of going, but it just flattered her shape so well. Oh, we love a good bomber jacket. We love yes. them. Well, Maleficent, Krill, and Ursula go back to gold. They they are not convinced that she has crossed sides because they talked to her, but apparently gold thinks she has. He's like, yeah, I, I think she's evil. She she Her heart was broken, so she's like going to be evil now. Rumpel, you know her better than everybody else. Come on. I, yeah, you had that one talk with her, but you're not that convincing. I I I don't know if I appreciate or loathe the fact that he's like the smartest person ever, but like reads Regina wrong constantly. Mm-hmm. Like that's the lesson he cannot learn. Because no one would flip that hard. Like, two episodes ago, she was like, you can't come into this town. It's a good safe haven for heroes. And yay, it's going to be wonderful. But, like, Rumple must just think so little of her. He's like, well, she's had her heart broken. Therefore, she's definitely prepared to kidnap a child. He also really overestimates himself all the time. And it's not entirely without reason because the show overestimates him and justifies it. Like, they, yeah. they let him get away with a lot of stuff in this episode that in any normal situation he would not have gotten away with. Like, yeah. at no point would he be able to completely do all of the stuff he does with Belle no. and then be like, oh, by the way, you can't talk about this with anyone, not even me. We had to pretend this just never happened because that makes sense. This in- His entire side plot, which we will talk about quickly so we both don't start screeching like vultures, uh, this entire side plot was not, in fact, to get his knife back. It was just to touch the top part of Belle's boob. Case closed. Like, that's all that was. Uh, 
I just, there's no way. He had like Peter Baelish Game of Thrones energy where he was just like, none of this makes time. I have a time turner like Hermione. I don't obey your physics and laws. Weed. Time and space. Who is she? This episode was so bonkers. It was bonkers. Hey, <laughs> let's just get this out of the way. Because, you know, Belle is on a date with Will Scarlet. They're having a giant piece of cake. And for some reason, the subtitles called her Lacey. And I was like, who did the subtitles? Because she has not been Lacey in years. I I like the idea that, like, without Rumple, she's just straying to her fun girl side. And or whoever's doing the subtitles was just like, ugh. What a what a bitch. She's over Rumple. She's moved to her lacy ways. Oh Ugh. my god, the subtitler is a rump bell stand. <laughs> oh no. Like, uh, uh, how dare she? How dare she? Poor well, Will. Poor Will. Hook being very decidedly unhook comes to the table and is having a little bit of tete on tete with Will. And in a way that's just like really all this is so weird and every one of bells bells should have been ringing in her head like this is off so, and she even says at one point this is off and then she just completely rejects all of her instincts because she's she's written to be very stupid so hook asks her to step outside and is like hey you know the dagger Rumple might want to, the queens are going to want it for Rumple. So we got to go hide it somewhere Rumple can't find it. I know you probably hid it very well, but I'm going to hide it better because I'm a pirate and I do that. So let's go find the dagger. You show me where you hid it. I will go rehide it. It's going to be great. Also, who's that guy? Like, what's his, what's his deal? Are you like, are you like together? Is it serious? Not that I care while I hit on you as Hook, who has a girlfriend. <sighs> I, so first of all, you should know that it's not Hook because like, I, I realized it while I was watching this, like Hook usually keeps a pretty healthy distance from people unless he's A, threatening them by being straight up in their face, which he does with Rumble, or he's trying to get his smooches in, which he does with Emma. Otherwise, he stands very straight and he's very not in anyone's face, even when he's being somewhat confrontational and there's no reason he should be that mad at Will. Uh, but I'd also like to point out that his argument for why we needed to find the dagger is super funny when you know what's happening because he's like, listen, they probably talked to Rumple, and Rumple knows you so well that he would know exactly where you hid it. So we need to go find it because I don't know you as well as your husband does, so we need to go find it together, because Rumple has no idea where Bill hit it. That's a really good point. I hadn't your husband really thought... Your absolutely yeah. know you so well, he'd be able to find it. Meanwhile, I, your husband, not a damn clue. I've looked through every book in that library. No, it's nowhere. Because, yeah, because she takes him to the hiding spot, and it's a good hiding spot. It's like a great this hiding was, spot. This is, like, in the middle of, like, a... a, a like a freaking landfill or something. This was yeah. way out in the boonies and there was so much rain in this episode. Like they must've filmed this on a really shitty week because everyone's yeah. stuck in the rain and Belle's got this giant hood on that makes it look like she's in the village and she's Bryce Dallas Howard trying to avoid the giant monsters. And she has this whole speech. It's a long speech where she's talking about Rumple and not Rumple, and then is like, "Wait, I think Rumple might already be here. I've got this. I've got this gut instinct that he's like two feet from me. Uh, maybe the guy who just keeps flirting with me for no reason, even though he has a girlfriend. Um, Rumple. <laughs> I I had a really funny thought because she holds out because Rumple Hook is like, yeah, if you if you think Rumple's here, just just call him." He's going to have to show up. He's going to be catching right here. Call him. I double dog dare you. Do it. Do it. Call him. See what he's doing. See what he's doing. Turn on location services. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he, smartass? Where is he? And she she kind of turns away from him, and she holds out the dagger in that way that you that that you pointed out that I cannot I cannot not see now. It's, just, it's so ridiculous the way she holds this goddamn dagger. And she's like, dark one, come and face me. And a little part of me just wanted Hook to just kind of go around the corner and be like, hello. <laughs> it, like, because she says turn and, and face me rumple's not following orders yeah i mean i guess he kind of turned he didn't she didn't he didn't face her face to face but i, I agree that would have been a really funny visual of him like because they would have been able to play it off by him like stepping in front of her being like see he's not here 
And then she's like, you're right. Gives him the dagger and then just marches in the car and drives away. Like, because I love his excuse. Where where are you going to hide it? Well, if you want to hide something where no one's going to find it, give it to a pirate. You mean... You mean people who famously make maps to where they've hidden things because they don't remember? Okay. I mean, that's not true. They don't actually make maps. Um, as somebody who's gotten, like, oddly into pirates lately, not super ma- into making maps. They just don't forget ever because they don't keep records of stuff because they didn't want to get arrested. But they were just like, I know exactly where all of my treasure's buried. It's the only fact they keep in their brain ever. Anyway. And then he has to make one more pit stop at the at the shop, the shop of golds that she still runs in her cute little outfits. And she got a flower from Will. And he's saying, hey, you know that thing we did? We never did it. You don't know me. I don't know you. This is not suspicious at all. We're not going to talk about it anymore. If you ask me about it, I mean, I'm going to act like I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. It's and totally in order normal. to seal this deal... I have to touch the top part of your boob. It's just, it's pirate code. Yeah, he called um, it like a pirate's oath. And then a pirate's she, oath. She takes it so seriously. Oh, it's very solemn. It's very solemn. I must respect. I, I, I appreciate that in the idea of her being like, oh, this is part of his culture. I will, I will, I will respect this very seriously. But also a woman who is as well-read as she is should be like, the what now? Because uh, last I knew, the pirate's oath was 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 drinking a whole thing, a gallon of, of rum, and then you know singing a bunch of songs together, and then just wandering away into the darkness. What's this? This seems weird. We're all very sober for this strange pirate custom you've invented. Yes, I I I, I was under the impression it was a thing called parlay. There's no parlay here. Parlay, parlay, parlay. And then he takes one more opportunity to ask her how things are going with Will in the the most suspicious way ever. This is not how, like, she should have gone to Emma and been like, I think your boyfriend was hitting on me. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, this was, this was a girl's code. Pi- forget pirate's code. This is a, a girl's code situation. Well, because again, Belle knows what Hook looks like with his guard down. Like he know she knows how Hook acts when he's not talking to Rumple. Rumple is playing Hook as as Rumple knows Hook to be, and Hook only knows or he only knows Hook to be very brooding. It's serious, and I forgot the dark one, the crocodile. But he doesn't know just like hey, Belle. Like he doesn't know like how. Hook actually talks to Belle. Because, again, he knows nothing about his wife other than she like Book. Book make Belle smile. Book book get me out of trouble. <laughs> and so it's just so funny how dark and brooding he is. Because he's like, how is it with Will? I see. Turns. Will Rumpel, or, or Hook, what did, what did he take from you? Something I loved very dearly. And that's all that needs to be said. And he walks out into the rain. It was the most melodramatic thing for what? And Belle was just like, wow, men are so melodramatic around me. This is just how it is. La, la, la. Belle just, her, a good thing she's with Will. And she seems excited. It's new. It's different. It's not Rumple. But he has just screwed her up so much that... There's no going back from it. Like, she's just, she's just damn. This is just damage. And to be fair, if you've ever come out of a relationship with, like, someone that's, like, hurt you not physically, like, just mentally, you don't trust your own brain a lot. Mm -hmm. And especially if you've got a new guy on the side that makes you smile and probably, if I had to guess based on Will, treats you like an absolute goddess because, my God, you're letting him touch you and he's just so happy. (laughs) He's just going to do everything to make you smile. That has to be like a whole new feeling for Belle and quite frankly, her brain probably doesn't work right because of that. She's just like, I can't wait to get back to Will. Will? Will? You mean the guy that that smiles when he touches me? Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, yeah, he's... He is, I'm not going to get too crude, but let's just say between Will and Rumpel, Rumpel is the guy who doesn't go down. And Will's the guy who totally does. Just Unasked. Out there. He just does it. Yeah, it's just, just part does it. of how it is. Like, he's just like, I'm, I'm on it. 
I'm on it. Yeah. Uh, no, Rumpel's too selfish and obsessed with power. Like, are you sitting? He's very, he seems like a very selfish lover. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Maleficent goes to Regina and is like, we're going to have a little, a little mission, just the two of us. And of course, this comes after... Regina talks to Emma, and Emma talks to Regina, and Regina talks to Hook, and everybody's talking to everybody about Regina's mission, and Regina keeps telling everyone, I got this, even though we all know she don't got this. And Emma's like, it's cool. I'm going to back you up. Because I likewise don't got this. We're just all going to knock out this together. We're all going to be really bad at this. Yeah, I'm going to follow you obscenely close. Like... There's no other cards except me and you and the car length of space between us. I- In Charming's truck. They've seen the sheriff's truck by now. Because borrow, borrow someone's car. And again, she also like, and she's such a conspicuous person because of just all of her hair and she also just looks cute as a button in this episode she's got her little stocking cap on with just her mane of hair coming out and just that look always makes her eyes look even more bambi like and giant so she's like regina i'm here to help i definitely was super secret when i followed you i'm like you were the most conspicuous person like just (laughs) short of having neon lights above you this emma emma also why is she like right behind the car with her phone tracking Regina's phone? Because she's a very good bail bonds person. She she's mentions that. She's such a good bail bonds, bonds person uh, that she will follow a car and then just to be sure, this reeks of something I would do. The double checking of something you don't need to be double checking. <laughs> All right, I'm following. I'm following, right? Yeah, it's her. Okay, cool. Wait, I hold on. I gotta check. Yeah, eh, uh, wait, what if I was looking down and she turned and a different car got in front of me? I should check again. Cool. We're a so different so self-driving Cruella Deville car with the. There's a lot of those on the, on the road. Plate. They're a mm-hmm. very popular model in Storybrooke with the other three people that live in town. <laughs> right. Well, before Maleficent and Regina get uh, onto their journey, just like old times, I think we need to find out what those old times are, because we've got an origin story of Regina and Maleficent. And how Regina helped Maleficent get her groove back. This whole storyline. So this opens with a young Regina. And we know that she's young because she's buttoned up all the way up to her chin. Like her whole, like everything she wears, she's like old Regina is a very modest dresser. Like, like to the point of almost having collars on her collars. And she's got her two little Dutch braids. And I do like what Lana does with young Regina. She kind of pitches up her voice just a little bit. And it's fine. Again, I have no idea how old she is in this, but we do know that it's older because now Snow is a little bit older and apparently winning a bunch of horse championships in which they give very modern day looking ribbons to. And then Snow displays in the barn... Yeah, all this was just this was fourteen levels of funny. Yeah. So she, like Regina's just like, er, I can't believe it. I'm looking at snow from a distance because we don't have the young snow di- snow actress. Er. And so she goes in and she's like trying to like rip up the ribbon. She's like, I'm so mad, me. And like she's she pulls out a, a book and she's like, I'm gonna be. And then Rumple appears. Ah, just what have you, what have you done? And they have this like really weird conversation. Where, again, I personally don't remember this storyline of Snow being some great horse person. So <laughs> Rumple's just like, isn't that ironic that she, when you met her, she was uh, on a runaway horse, but now she's amazing at it. Funny, isn't it? And it's like, not really. I mean, you can lose control of a horse when you're younger and then get better at it because you're overcoming your fear like Batman. And- and also, Rumple made the horse do that. I, no, I, no, Cora did. Cora did. Cora, Cora, did. Cora made the horse do Which, that. Which, by the way, did you notice that Cora's wedding dress made an appearance? I did. Okay. So, they had that conversation. And then Regina is just like, oh, well, I have Maleficent's spell book. I got it in my mom's things. We're not going to talk about why, but I have it. And my mom had it. So, we've invoked Cora. That's fine. 
uh, I'm going to learn from her. And Frumble's like, oh, yeah, she used to be very powerful. She One time she burned a whole forest. And it burned. This doesn't make any sense, by the way. Physics related. It burned so hot there's still a tree burning. What? It's magic, what Abby. It's magic. I- this is called magic. <sighs> okay. So. <laughs> this is just- normal. And, and, the, just, and this divorced. is a totally normal thing. Sometimes when fire burns so hot, it won't burn a tree. It just keeps burning the tree five ever. And um, so Abby, like, have you read a thing called the Bible? Uh, yeah, but that burning bush handed out commandments. I didn't see a single commandment get handed out here. This, <laughs> and it was on a mountain. Ugh, I have so many questions. This is not biblically. This is not biblically sound at all. Before Regina heads, I, I kind of want to make a note that I don't think Rumple was needed in this flashback at all. He was not. I think this would have been much better if Regina was doing it entirely on her own. Like she, yes. maybe she, may, it could have started with her having a falling out with Rumple. Maybe this could have come after Rumple's like, I'm not going to train you. You're not worth my time. Maybe it's around the whole Zelina situation. And then she's like, well, fine, I'm going to uh, take matters into my own hands. She finds the book of Maleficent. She tracks her down, helps her get her groove back. And then that's after Rumple had the whole weird falling out thing with Zelina. You could tie all that together. You could have no, put that there. We can't do that. That would see that see, that would have made no. that would have made sense. Beth, what are the fans gonna do if we haven't muddied the water in order to confuse and alarm them? Uh so, because what actually happens is he's like, fine, if you don't like me as your teacher, good luck finding Maleficent all by yourself. And then poofs her in front of the tree. Just like, ha ha, go to hell. Uh, actually, you're now in the middle of a, of a desert because it's a desert because it burns so much. So now Regina has to like go to Maleficent herself, which she does. Good for her. Found her. She did it. So she goes, she goes into Maleficent's castle. And I love how she does it. She walks in, hi, I found your book. I'm like super good at making fireballs. I'm and your then, biggest fan. And then you hear the voice of the great and powerful Oz. If you are so powerful, light a fire in the fireplace. She's like, okay. She goes, makes a little fire. And then Maleficent shows up, having like very reminiscent to me of like, Xavier in I think it's Days of Future Past. Is it Days of Future Past or no? Yeah, it's Days of Future Past where he's like got the serum that helps him walk, but he like doesn't hear the voices. He's all raggedy and he's just like, I'm drunk, bitches. Let's go. Yeah, she's she's made herself just like a. She's made herself some drugs, and those are potent, and she lives on it. It's a problem. She she made herself an absolute downer because it's a a drop of a. A sleeping potion or sleeping curse I think she even calls it and then it's in she said seawater with like toadstool or something like that yeah so it's so it's a psychedelic in salt water uh with a downer so it's like she's trying to fight sleep but she can't stop seeing like rainbows (laughs) just like I'm having such a good time can't keep my eyes open but I'm having a great time does she like have like psychedelics of the red room of death like I'm just like "Eh, I'm in fire oh it's not there Ah, it's a fire. Oh, it's not there. Yay. I I don't know. She, anyway, she's had a fall from grace. And now she's just, she's in her drunk era. Like, it's fine. This, it feels like they're kind of alluding to the Angelina Jolie Maleficent storyline in this. Because they, they talk about King Stefan and his wife, Briar Rose, Aurora's mother. And King Stefan was a huge part, again, I didn't watch all of Maleficent I saw a little bit of it but I know Stefan was like a dick in that movie and kind of made Maleficent like an anti-hero like he was a monster to her and so they're kind of I think alluding to that past yeah in this Um, I will say and maybe it's just because they didn't have accents Stefan it was a hard name (laughs) to interject into this because first of all as an SNL junkie, all I could, all he's like, oh, Stefan has done it again. And I just see Bill Hader in that Ed Hardy <laughs> shirt with his hands in front of his mouth. Just like, okay, what Storybrooke's hottest club is the tree's still on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this place has everything. And just like, I don't know. It's just a tough name. And like, again, they're alluding to it. So like the, if you don't know the Maleficent storyline, this is all very confusing. 
because I also don't know the Maleficent storyline. That's the reason I was on the wiki page because I didn't understand what was going on because I didn't understand who Briar Rose was. I don't know. I feel like maybe I should have done some legwork and watched Maleficent. (laughs) Maybe I'll do that just to be ahead of it on this one. But I think I missed the mark. Well, in the original Sleeping Beauty movie, like Aurora's name when she's with the fairies, like hiding, they name her Briar Rose. But I think they like reinterpreted it either for this or for this and the Maleficent movie. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't know for sure. I don't know. I, mean, I don't think it matters either way. Nope. Like once upon a time reinterprets things as they see yeah. fit. So, so basically, uh, Melissa, Maleficent was thwarted and now she is just sad and just going to exist in her home drunk and not light fires. And she and cannot become hair. a dragon ever again because her fire is gone And Regina, the spunky little villain that she is, is the one that's going to show up and show her the way. Because she's like, no, you should get your revenge. (laughs) But it's like, you know what you should do? Not. Not to do that. Uh, Because it's, uh, it only leads to pain. Which, she's not wrong. No. So it's just like, we we, uh, we should follow this path. But Regina's like, no! We too can harness our, our, our awesomeness and we will get our revenge. And it's like, no, get out. Leave. No one wants to talk to you anymore. So Regina leaves. She's like, all right, I guess. So she's then like walking back to the for- like walking walking back to her castle, and the like fanciest man like drives by. Oh, young lady, where are you going to? She's like, I'm going to the castle. I will take you to the nearest next castle. I'm headed to a wedding. Briar Rose's daughter is getting married. Oh, Sir Philip, it's amazing. Look at this wonderful invitation. And she's like, I have to go back the other way. She and goes she back murdered to- him because how else did she get the invitation? I don't know. And so she goes back. Okay, she's like, can, well, I, can I just can go I ahead? Just say, I just have to interject a point for this and then for after they get kidnapped by King Stefan. At no point does Regina mention she is a freaking queen. No. Like, she's the queen at this point. She's Snow's stepmother. She's married the king. She, like, a carriage shows up. Like, young lady, what are you doing? I'm the freaking queen of the realm. Give me your carriage. You're walking home. And yeah. we're like, I'm, not, I'm, like, not I'm walking, the queen. You're How dare you accost me? Uno reverse. It is you who is walking. Uh, you're right. She is a queen, which makes her ripping down <laughs> ripping down all those ribbons even funnier. Just, I'm the queen. I hate these ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> She's not coming to her queen, Regina, her evil queen quite yet. Uh, but she goes back to Maleficent. And she's like, hey, they're getting their happy ending. This is a bunch of grade A horse shit. Uh, you, we need to go stop this. So let's have a makeovers. Put on your giant headdress. Because no one wants to see your half crimped hair. It's freaking us all out. I love her drunk, crazy hair. I love it. This is the, this is the hair that she had like in the pilot in the first episode. And I, I actually... As silly as their Maleficent hat looks, because it looks like they just stuff a bunch of hair under it, it looks like like Megamind. It's so big. But I do like this explanation that she doesn't wear it at home, and she doesn't wear it when she's super wasted and very sad about she things. She just crooked. <laughs> but also, it does. It, it reminds me, like... It's like if Maleficent wanted to shove all of her hair up top, but never learned to use, like... Dutch braids and a wig cap, you know, like that. The, like mm-hmm. we're talking about theater productions. Like she, she learns it later, but she never learns it. She's just like shoving it into the top, and now her hat's getting bigger. <laughs> she's like shoving it up the horns to make them stand because she has so much hair, and mm-hmm. like it's crazy. So she's like, "Fine, let's let's let us do it. I will go back and reclaim my fire. Very real, like very literally. We're gonna go back to this burning tree." That absolutely makes sense in the realm of physics. It's magic. And I am going to suck the fire into my body. And it's going to be amazing. And then Stefan, Stefan shows up. And uh, the Enchanted Forest hottest club is uh, terrible guardsmen with confusing slash I can't even tell. I'm so confused I can't tell if they're offensive costumes. What's uh, happening this with was, these guards? Yeah, this is appropriation. This was <laughs> of this what was it looks so sloppy. I couldn't tell. No, this was just bad. 
This was what it was. It was. It was. They had these lying around for something else, and they decided to use them. And they shouldn't have. They were, like, falling apart. They didn't fit any of them. They were falling off and falling apart. Anyway, so the guards go to attack them. Maleficent starts, like, roiling up to be a dragon and then just, like, doesn't. Whoops. And so they capture them. And they're, like, marching them back to be hanged, I guess. I don't know what they're doing. And again, you're right. Regina, an actual queen, is being marched away and she's like, I'm not going out like this. I will burn these off, and I have one fireball. I can only do this once. So it's going to be real good. And Okay. <laughs> this is I a very Mulan moment. She's like, I'm going to like, I'm gonna aim it really good, and it's going to solve all our problems. And it's going to be amazing. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to throw it at 1%. Oh. Uh-oh. And then Stavage is like, kill them. <laughs> so, kill them all. Kill, kill them all. Oh, it's, it's too far to walk with them. The it's hottest club is murder. Yes, yes, must kill them. And so the Maleficent's just like, okay, this little spunky little villainess has given me a renewed uh, vengeance. I will now turn into a giant, poorly rendered dragon. Guys, this, I'll deal with a lot. This was tough. This was a tough dragon to deal with. <laughs> this this had like, this had, uh, I was about to say Game of Thrones. This has uh, Doctor Who level CGI on it, which again, yeah. I can appreciate but it was also just one of those, it was supposed to be such a reveal, and then it was that. You're just like, oh. Because she's looked so cool before. Yeah, it was weird because we, they could have just reused the dragon footage. Like, I think but, you could just probably copy and paste it, and it'd again, be fine. Again, it's because it's the middle of the day. You can't <laughs> do stuff like that in broad daylight and make it look not super cheese. Fair. Which, again... I'm here for the camp, but, like, don't give me this big roiling. Just like, this is amazing. This. Burp. Like, what it? And so she goes full dragon lady and then smash cut to Aurora uh, singing Once Upon a Dream, which was cute, and combing her hair in Cora's dress, uh, which wild, uh, wild conclusions you could draw about that with Aurora. I love the idea of Aurora being, like, the ultimate bad guy. Just it's a slow play. I feel like they should have just changed a little bit of the trim. Just yeah. like just do something to this freaking dress. Maybe make it half pink and blue. Like just do something because yeah, this has weird implications. Yeah, I feel like they didn't think about the scene enough because I had to like rewatch the final part of it because I didn't quite understand what happened right away. Uh, but basically, Maleficent just like appears. It's like surprise, bitch! I'm alive. And, and Regina's like, in the background like, go, girl. Regina's just standing there. <laughs> you got this. I'm a queen. Nothing. Congratulations on yeah. your marriage. You're going to die. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Oh, no, I'm not here for you. I'm here to back up my girl here. Isn't she great? Look at those horns. Amazing. I did this. <laughs> she was drunk an hour ago. Now look at her. Uh, and Maleficent starts saying stuff like, I didn't kill your dad and I didn't kill your mom or Philip. You know, keeping them alive and torturing them is a much better, like, torture. Which is fair, and it would explain why Regina just doesn't straight up kill Snow. Because, like, she's seen the lesson of just being like, yeah, if you just torture them, it's way more fun. (laughs) Like, killing them, it's only, like, a little bit of happiness, but watching them suffer, that's where the real joy comes from. Mm Mm-hmm. So... If you hear a bunch of noises, my baby dragon is losing his mind. Like, in a good way, he's having a lot of fun. Uh, so, it's too much fun. They were playing with Rubik's Cubes when I left. I don't know how you can have this much fun with a Rubik's Cube, but I guess. Oh, that's it's very confusing. That's wild. I've, wild. I've never been able to enjoy a Rubik's Cube. They've been learning to solve them. He's six, and he knows more about them than I do. And Ooh. so, it's just like, oh, I see. So, uh, Abby, you're already being surpassed. Oh. Child, child is overcoming the parents. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh no, no, no. He he needs to be super smart. He's buying me a beach house when he gets older. Okay, okay, that's fair. No, I don't know. Surpass away. Surpass away. Surpass away to MIT with you. So, so anyway, uh, Maleficent gives this big speech about how you know she's going to like just torture them in different ways, and she's got a different curse for Philip. And, okay. I don't know if I just, my brain wasn't working or what was going on, but what happens 
in this next little bit. She like drops something. Aurora grabs it, and so I, I'm guessing that it's the needle or the mm-hmm. whatever. And then, yeah. re- and then she falls. But I didn't. Did we? Did we show this? Was this given away at some point, or was I just supposed to assume? Because this caught me off guard, and I, I rewatched it a couple of times, and I just, I didn't get it. It was shot very badly. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. It was okay. just shot badly. I had to infer a lot, and usually Once Upon a Time doesn't make me do that much legwork. Yeah. Uh, mentally. So I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, my favorite part about this is that Aurora just passes out, and then, like, Maleficent slowly lowers her down and then just dumps her. In the most unceremonious, drunk girl position ever. <laughs> like, like, I mean, 10 out of 10, she won't, she, if she pukes, she'll just puke to the side. Because that's what you should do, guys. Your friends are too drunk. You put them on their sides with their knees up so they can't roll over on their face or up on their back. That's what you do. Safety 101. But it was just like, eh, here you go. Regina, thank you so much. You're so wonderful. <laughs> this is great. I mean, they got inspiration from the ladies who tavern, you know. <laughs> They, they, they all look out for each other. I like the idea, by the way, that the ladies of Tavern were, like, just watching these women play chicken on the train tracks, being like, what in the hell are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why is this going on? And they're just sitting there, like, passing around a bottle of champagne to top off their mimosas, just being like, don't they know that you could just drink more? <laughs> like, what is... You can, you can just get drunk and yeah. then bring the s'mores for when your girlfriend lights a cop car on fire. Listen, like, as you do, as you do. You know what? I'm not going to advocate burning a cop car, but I'm not not going to. I'm not going to. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, you do what you want, guys. Just, I also do like the idea that the ladies in Tavern would be very against drinking games. Just be, like, be very, yeah, but they are pro make burning cop cars. Yeah, why would we make games of it? I mean, we'll do activities, but not in order to drink. You can just simply drink. So yeah, you, the, Regina... the games you do are involve penis necklaces and gummies. Correct. Correct. Uh, Regina then goes back to this scene bef- just absolutely confuses the absolute hell out of me. Regina is back in the barn. Uh, she got a ride God- from the dragon. <laughs> pre-godfathering a horse. I don't understand. Like she's sleeping cursing a horse for a hundred years. Oh my God. As- the horse was in the red room. <laughs> The four horses in this, just in the red room of fire. Okay, so I just, <gasps> do you think, do you think that Snow stumbles upon this horse that is laying there like it's dead and doesn't bury it? Like, it's a, it, it, they cut to it and the teeth are out. I thought it was dead. I, how, listen i've seen a horse sleep they don't sleep with their teeth fully bared <laughs> yeah no this this Boy. this was freaking fr- freaking messed up especially given how regina originally tries to enact her dark curse by killing her horse so like she values horses a lot thank this, you this did not she's a horse girl regina horse is a girls, horse girl horse girls would never do this why she would not try to take taking something she loves stops at a horse. A true horse girl would never do this. There's there's one more thing that needs to be well, it doesn't need to be said, but it's our podcast, so I can say it. Does this mean the horse has true love's kiss? <laughs> I don't know what to do with this information. The 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 horse is just like super in love with his with its salt lake, so it's just like like horses can to be fair, horses do like show emotion they have yeah. like a wide range of emotions and things. So I you know what? I believe a horse has the capacity to have true love. I'm very concerned about who and what that true love is. Uh, on a very fundamental level, I'm concerned. Uh, not that I have any theories, but like introducing a true love's kiss to a horse opens up a, a lot of concerning questions. Yeah, let's just we're we're just gonna we're just gonna throw that out. Yeah, so throw anyway, that away. so yeah, Regina Regina has decided to sleeping curse. Also, by the way, she's sleeping cursing the horse with the maleficent needle. Uh, wouldn't. Uh, Apple have been funnier 
about this. Like horses love apples. Yeah, but she hasn't thought about that yet. She's like, I guess that's that because Regina likes apples. And so I just. But I, she also likes horses. Again, she wouldn't have done this to a horse. She would have like painted the horse brown and been like, no, Snow, I don't know where your horse is. I only know where this horse is. And this horse's name is Larry. And it's my new horse. Your horse ran away. And then your horse died. is in a red room of fire. Your horse is in a red room for 100 years. A longer state of time than horses live to. Like, can, can you imagine if like, because Aurora can like, has the ability to like speak to people in the red room of fire. She's in the red room and she just looks and she sees a horse. Or when Snow's having her nightmares, she just, buttercup. Oh no, God. <laughs> Oh, no. Guys, our minds, we're just, we're in kind of a dark place. It's going to go to some dark places. So anyway, Anyway. the end. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. We have to also be like the weird. I didn't understand this conversation with Rumple because it was just a strange conversation. She was just like, I've had had the greatest teacher of all. And I thought it was going to be like, I'm the greatest teacher of all. I don't need you. You're fired. No, this is literally just to tie it. Just This is a connecting thread, but the connecting thread is in the wrong order. So it's okay. just like, it's just trying to connect to when Regina and Rumpel start training hardcore. And then I think he trains with Zelina and abandons her for a little while. Like it's, it's, or, or maybe that was before when she was with, when Cora, like it's all, this is just so goopy. So cut. Q Mountain Goats training montage song. Go, go, go. That was actually, that was a fake version of one of those hipster songs that comes courtesy of one of my son's toys that looks like a farmer's market stall. And it plays this hipster song called and it's very funny to me. You plays Imagine Dragons. Is that Imagine Dragons? No, it's 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 like kind of is, but it's instrumental. Completely off topic, and I'm just gonna ask you on the podcast because I want to know because I'll forget otherwise. Does yeah. your son have the cube? What cube? I'm sending you the cube. You, if you had the cube, you'd know. I will send you the cube. The curse lives on. Carry on. Forget I said anything. Oh, Next okay. up, I'm scared. <laughs> All right, well, let's go back to the present. <laughs> uh, Maleficent and Regina are heading out in Cruella's self-driving car because Cruella's got the powers of a god. And they're going on a little joyride uh, because they have to go uh, pick up something that they need because they need to go find the author. And this was weird. I thought for a second that the, they were lying to Regina because they knew that's what she wanted. So they're doing it to like get, un, you know, to like get under her skin and get her doing stuff and kind of trap her. Same. But no, apparently Rumple is now looking for the author. Like this is actually their plan. Everything's about the freaking author. Yep. And they, they go to Pinocchio's house. They're going to kidnap a child. And Regina's like, look. I tried this. It didn't work. Melissa's like, no, we're going to try it different. It's going to be fine. There's going to be a knife involved. It's fine. And, okay, so she does it. All while Emma keeps coming up to her and being like, sneak, 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 sneak. This is a bad plan. Regina's like, why are you sneaking into here? I've got this. Regina says, I've got this so many times. You know she don't got this. No, she does not, in fact, have this. No. Um... And I, I, again, I love, love Emma's outfit here. She's just like, I am a criminal. I'm part of this. Let's go. I'm such a good bail bond person. It's like, I, I, have, I have appeared. There's no way Maleficent doesn't see me right now. Like, they know that I'm here. And we're also speaking at basically full volume. Um, but she sends her away. And Emma's like, as soon as I see something a little fishy, I'm coming back. But she can't because Regina leaves her phone behind because she kidnaps the boy after knocking them unconscious. She has uh, damaged this relationship she had just repaired. And they head to Rumpel's cabin because they just have it. This is like a good, cool place to just chill. I was was out wandering and I saw this cabin and I've decided it's my new sex house. (laughs) The bell logic. Fair. I mean, finders keepers. Losers suck. Uh, but Rumple is actually not MIA. He is here. He reveals himself to Regina and he's got his dagger back and they're all on the same page. We're, we're all looking for the author. 
you're on our side, Regina. You are one of us. And this boy Pinocchio, is he's about to go through one hell of a growth spurt. Okay, so before before we talk about breaking fourth walls, I, hear me out. None of the stuff with Rumple up until this very point is shown. We do the whole, this second half of the season, just normal. The girls show up. They're like, hey, we want to be good again. They come across town lines. Everyone's suspicious of them, blah, 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 blah. And then in this thing, they finally get to the scene and it's a uh, Rumple appears showing himself to the audience as well. None of us knew that Rumple was here. Here's Rumple. The next episode is how he got there. It's the, it's the episode immediately after he's banished of him showing himself to Ursula, him gathering up the, the girl squad and how he got the dagger back. Like all of this stuff leading up to it is the next episode after this one. And then we go into the August stuff. That sounds really good. Like that's a great idea because you could have had this whole scene with all these scenes with with Hook and Bell, where he's like, "You need to give me the dagger." She's sensing something is off, but we have not seen Rumple, so something is off for us too because Hook is not acting like himself. Like we could, that would have been an amazing mystery for us to solve, yeah. and the reveal in this moment would have been so good. It would have been very satisfying because being in on this secret does not feel good. This is not a fun secret to be involved in. So it's just like, storytelling-wise, it's just not as... Like, the August stuff has a bit of a payoff because you think he's about to die. You're just like, wow, they're about to skin a child. That's weird. Uh, But, like, the reveal is like, oh, yes, I'm here. But, like, if Regina figured it out a split second before the rest of us, being like, wait a minute. This magic thing that you have isn't an object or a spell. Aha! And he just, like, appears? That would have been awesome. It would have been really good. And it would have given Robert Carlyle a little paid vacation. Wouldn't hurt nobody. And it would have given us more time to get to know the Queens of Darkness, to get to see them like it would let us actually see whether or not we trust them like it we could have had that false hope that they you know do they actually want to do good like let us be let us be as uninformed as the residents of storybrooke yeah you know let i put us in regina's very stylish shoes i would have really liked that uh alas we did not get that Nope. Uh, we get kind of a, eh, oh, everyone now knows that Rumpel's here. The world's th- two worst kept secrets. Rumpel's in town, because also he's been just wandering about town in his full face, uh, and that Regina is undercover. Like, there's so, for two very secretive people, very bad at secrets. <laughs> Terrible secrets. I mean, and that's the, that's the end of the episode. Well, I'm sorry, we turn August into a full, we turn uh, Pinocchio into August, and the he final scene. a real man. <laughs> Just like looking at the camera, like, oh shit. Like, it's like he, any information he had that would be alarming that he has now, we already know. We've solved his storyline from before. Like, he's like going to come to and be like, she's the bad guy. It's like, oh no, honey, we know. <laughs> we went to Neverland. It was a whole situation. Yeah, we're, 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 we're we are updated. You missed Anna and Elsa. The frozen chicks were here. <laughs> that's that's pinocchio like the boy because he the boy saw the movie in the theaters yeah yeah yeah. i could have met elsa well you did but you were little at the time so it's kind of a weird it's it's it'll make sense eventually don't worry about it he's now now he's full-blown august where he's like the creepy dad that proposes to princesses at disney oh god "Ah, ah." i'm a writer you know Well, everybody, that was season four, episode 14, Enter the Dragon. It's fine. It's not very good. It, You know what? It was, it, it really, it kind of wasn't, it was a weird timeline muddle. Uh, kind of needed it uh, this week, kind of, quite honestly. Uh, it was, it was fun. We, we talked about it before we recorded this episode. We both thought it was going to be something else. So I'm glad it wasn't what we both thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, but this was, 
Again, I love the woman who plays Maleficent. I think she did a great job as both drunk Maleficent, downtrodden Maleficent, and then back to being Queen Maleficent. Uh, and again, I love evil Regina just because Lana has this perfect Regina smile that is only revealed when Regina is plotting. Mm-hmm. And she can force it, apparently, because she would do it a couple of times with the ladies. And I, I do love a good evil queen face. So... And a little bit of good evil queen sexual tension because the ladies were, you know, may not have been in their script, but it was in their hearts. Just like, I'm going to play this like I'm super into you. Don't read too much into this. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm like, super into you. Which I get. I just get. I just think we could have done with a little less rumple in this episode. Uh, and a little bit, like one or two extra brain cells for Belle uh, would have been nice. Yeah. Again, I don't know why she's spending so much time in the pawn shop and not the library so uh yeah i also kind of wish like with all the hook stuff that we would have apparently hook in the library with her was actually hook that was what another one of the notes that i saw Mm. so it's like it's confusing if i don't actually if i can't tell which is which you're just doing kind of a weird muddled job yeah um so yeah this was a this was this episode was other than the muddling of the timelines, I'll just give it a, a flat fine. It was fine. It's it fine. Like, it's fine. We're moving ourselves forward. We got August back. Hooray. Familiar I, face. I love this guy. He's great. Yes. yes. Looking straight at the camera. Very Star yeah. Wars. Very Marvel. Just stare at the camera. Oh, yeah. Well, we want to thank all of you um, for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. Uh, especially a thank you to our, our Swan Queen patrons. Uh, this week's Patreon shout out goes to Lisa Slack. Lisa, thank you so much. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can head to patreon.com slash OUA timing. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can follow us on Twitter. Twitter. I am at Beth Alderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we're going to be back next week. With poor unfortunate soul, Ursula's story, I'm not really excited, (laughs) but we'll see. I don't remember anything about Ursula's story, so I am neutral at the moment. I'm excited August is back, Uh, and I guess I'm excited that Ursula gets to do stuff. Yeah, Um, that's that's a that's a that's a bow. She gets lines. She gets to do stuff. She gets to be the focus. Uh, yeah, this will be, this will be interesting. Uh, I'm 14, episode 14. We don't have a lot of episodes left. Nope. Well, I can't tell if this is episode 14 or episode 15. I've seen both. I'm guessing it's actually 15 because I think there was like a two-parter that was like a one thing. So yeah, I think streaming wise, they counted that one as like one and not the two that we made it into two. Yeah. So it's whatever is 14 slash 15. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And, Abby, we will see you next week. See you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.